Welcome to My Friends in the North with PR and management consultant Sarah Waddington as she interviews some of the leading lights in the north of England about their work, the economy, communications and what makes them tick. Hello and welcome to Friends in the North, a 20-minute podcast series from me, astute.work owner Sarah Waddington, in which I interview some of the region's leading business and community figures. Well, if you've been keeping up, that you'll know by now that you're listening to the fourth of five special editions based around one theme. That is the Northeast COVID-19 Economic Response Group and the five-point plan it has to support the economy build business resilience and get the region ready for recovery. Well, today I'm delighted to welcome onto the show Alan Welby, who is Innovation Director at the Northeast Lab, which is a client of Astute.Work. Alan, welcome to the show. Hi there. How are you? Uh, Good, thank you. And thanks for coming on at an extremely busy time. Not at all, not at all. The Northeast COVID-19 Economic Response Group is a partnership between the Northeast LEP, CBI and Northeast and North of Tyne combined authorities. What's your role within this? Well, I'm just part of the team trying to uh, marshal our resources effectively, working with people to look at how we can bring our uh, collective um, organisations together to make sure we're joined up to support businesses and our partners in the heat of, of a really challenging time. For the nation and the economy. There's things we can do in terms of helping businesses address their challenges right now. There are things we can do in terms of helping frontline delivery and, and mobilising the incredible power of businesses to support that. And there are things we can do in terms of looking into the future and preparing for an economy which will be substantially different um, when hopefully things get back to a kind of normal. Um, so it's, it's about trying to to work effectively and, and joined up as much as possible in, in this very strange environment. Yeah, I think we're going to be going back to a new normal. Um, the group has yeah. set out that it wants to maximise support to the economy and promote immediate resilience. What initial steps have been taken in that respect? Well, I think first and foremost, it's about getting the right information out to uh, businesses. There is support out there and that's been changing day on day, it seems, in terms of support for businesses in terms of the furloughing activity that we've heard so much about um, uh, in the press, where they can get support and where they can help themselves to navigate their way through a really challenging time. And that, that goes from support for, for new business models, it can go for support for distance working, it can be support for a variety of different issues that, that COVID is throwing up as well. So there's been a lot of work in terms of that immediate response, um, trying to help businesses. It has been a, a very stressful and difficult time for a lot of businesses out there. So being able to uh, listen to what people's fears are, trying to help and respond and, and direct the right support as much as possible. We've also been trying to uh, cascade information from government down to the local level, local and regional levels as much as possible. And there's a lot of work that I've been leading on is very much around that. There have been specific challenges that, that government is, is facing and is trying to mobilise our business partners into finding rapid and quick solutions for them. Obviously, there's been a lot of news around the need for ventilators or PPE activity, but across a variety of different uh, areas as well. I'm just trying to make sure that um, businesses, if they can, are able to respond to some of that activity and, and, uh, and position themselves um, to support that. Talk to me a little bit more about that because I know that you're looking at 
facilitating ways for businesses to maintain capacity and reshape their activity. Explain in a bit more detail what that means and how businesses can find out more. Well, I think the the easiest place to go to is the Growth Hub, the website. That that will give a lot of uh, detailed information about what businesses need in terms of um, what help they can they can access in this in this current environment there's there's a whole toolkit there which will allow uh, businesses to 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 look at um, a whole series of interventions for them to try and repurpose themselves that gives them advice about financial support official guidance for employees employers and businesses um, working away through that's a mine, minefield legal advice advice on effective home working you know, how to care for staff and suppliers and customers and do the right thing in a really challenging environment. And there's also there something I, I push. There's a, a, a business survey on it. It may sound a bit strange asking people to fill out business surveys at the moment, but we've got a direct line into government where they want that information. What are the challenges facing businesses right now? So the more intelligence we can grasp, the more intelligence we understand what, what the challenges facing businesses out there, the better we can get the right mix. And and that mix of support has been evolving as well um, over the, the last couple of weeks. It, it feels like months that we've been working on this because it's, it's been so um, exhausting, actually. But, um, but finding out what businesses need right now as they address the different challenges is really important. There's also, if, if you need to speak to somebody, we've got a helpline help there that may be able to um, signpost people to the right kind of places as well. So I'll make sure that there's details in the show notes, Alan, yeah. so people know where to go. No, I appreciate that. You've committed to mobilising and accelerating partners in the region to solve new problems. What type of problems or challenges are you seeing most at the moment? Well, I mean, I think there are a whole variety of challenges being thrown up. It's there are a number of big strategic issues that, that are coming up and which, which are national issues. You, you know, um, they're well publicised there, the likes of, you know, do we don't have enough ventilators for the NHS, we need to get more protective equipment um, in, into the system. So these are significant big strategic issues that are um, uh, coming through government calls, trying to mobilise businesses um, to support and uh, to actually support um, the effort of production of those, the, those kind of things. So those are immediate big issues that need supporting for the government. And, um, and we have publicised the the national helpline numbers on the website. And again, I'd really appreciate if you could um, uh, publicise those. There's a, a, an email as well that you can get through. So eye manufacturing protection, uh, you know, manufacturing surgical gowns, hand sanitizers. There's, there's a whole raft of activity which is about dealing with the here and now and, and uh, trying to support the NHS in a really challenging environment. So people can find um, the, on the Northeast Growth Hub, there is a call directory. So if you're interested in looking to see if you can perhaps provide goods, supplies, solutions, people, whatever that might be, um, to one of the national or even a local challenge, um, that's where you can find the information. That's right. And we've seen a lot of businesses pivot in that way. Um, I'm just about to give a call to a business in Northumberland that, that, that is, is changing its manufacturing activity to address some of those, those, those issues. I think there are also some more i would say slightly more medium term rather than immediate activities but let's say we have to work in this environment this way for quite a bit of time there's there's calls there around um distance working how can we support um urgent needs of of communities around that so these these are uh, significant issues i think that we'll be dealing with in a more medium term basis but again there are a number of calls that 
um, government agencies and different organisations are coming through as well. I think there's there's also how we mobilise our communities as well, like our logistics community and our digital communities as well. So how can we build, you know, COVID-19 digital tools allowing people to, you know, communicate better through digital technology? The, the challenges of getting a lot of equipment around, um, how do we support through uh, logistics as well? So there are over 20 different calls um, through there, um, which, you know, if, if you've got a business and you're able to support, have a look and really would welcome people engaging with us. Who are you also working with outside of the partnership itself? Which other groups and bodies and, and, and networks are you engaging with right now, Alan? Yeah, uh, with well, we're obviously obviously speaking to a lot of businesses, you know, directly who are coming through to the Growth Hub. We are working closely with the sort of uh, NHS and, and health sector um, family of organisations um, so working particularly through the an organisation called the Academic Health Science Network, which is the NHS's business interface organisation. We're also working with local authorities um, and the voluntary sector. Some of those organisations are right in the maelstrom of dealing with a significant public health challenge or a significant health challenge um, in the case of the NHS. So their ability to classify or codify what the offers or the asks that they have is sometimes a challenge because they're dealing with um, issues they have on the here and now. What is the most fundamental, the most big priority? So where we've had a number of offers of support from other businesses, it's sometimes a challenge to actually matchmake, if that makes sense. But we're getting to that and, and, and working with them as, as, as the need for more local supply chains emerges. I think this will become more and more important work over the course of the next few weeks. What does success look like for you? I mean, I asked this question of Michelle Rainbow too, who talked about the role that she has in terms of leading on people and employment. I guess there'll be certain short-term wins, but actually for you, measurement is going to be a little bit longer term. Yeah, and and I suppose it's, it, for for the area I'm working in, it's just trying to match business capability with dealing with challenges, and and we're also looking, I think, to to set local challenges as well as challenge activity and harness the, the innovation community. I think success, first and foremost, is, is, is got to be linked to the health of our population, trying to minimise the amount of people that, that are going to suffer. That's got to be at the forefront. Supporting um, the frontline delivery of, of the organisations that are working so hard to keep the NHS going and the challenges around public health and the local authorities dealing with vulnerable people and communities is really significant. Beyond that, I think it, it, it's about trying to mobilise support where it's needed and getting it to those people as quickly as possible and not being busy fools, but being targeted and aligned and, and smart as much as possible. And I'm seeing that people are, are raising to that challenge. It's really heartening to see. Post this, I mean, what does success look like? Post, post What kind of economy will we have? we just got to put in place a resilient economy that uses the challenges that this is facing upon us to be more innovative, be adaptive, because it is forcing us all to work in different ways and, and, and be smarter. And that is fundamental to the success of, of ourselves as a region going forward. Couldn't agree more. On that point, your innovation director at the Northeast Lab, how does this all fit with the work that you're doing there? Well, on a day-to-day basis, relatively little but i mean because what i'm doing at lep is trying to look toward the a medium term future and, and position this region to unlock its its capability its power to be innovative 
and to be successful in the future, really. So a lot of our work is trying to anticipate what emerging markets are coming over or, or how do we help businesses to innovate. Um, and we are an extraordinary time. So it's, it's quite sometimes difficult to, to look at that, um, you know, when you're dealing with big uh, systematic challenges on here now. But but I, I think it, it goes to the heart of what we are as a region. Firstly, it is a place that, that people practically try and solve problems and challenges and, and address them and come together to do that. So I think the way that local government, the NHS, other partners are, are addressing the challenges we're facing, they are doing it um, through innovation. They are finding new ways of working. I've, I've spoken to so many businesses that, that are um, rising to the challenge because that's in our DNA to solve problems on a day-to-day basis. It's not about big dreams and schemes. It's about applying our graft and our insight into making a difference on a day-to-day basis. And I think that's what our innovation story is about. And I think that, that's why we're seeing people pull together to make a difference here. And, um, and I think that when we come out the other side of this, that will position ourselves to, to go forward and, uh, and to address whatever that new economy is looking look like. I guess then you would always argue that it's important to promote innovation. And, uh, and like what you just said, it's ever more important right now and, and to get people to understand that what they're doing now, for example, just by adapting to home working or changing working practices or, or doing something new to keep their businesses operational, that, that in itself is a form of innovation, I guess. Totally. Yeah. Innovation for me isn't about boffins in white coats, you know, dreaming up something on their own. It is about how we we react to an ever-changing world successfully. And our ability to react to that ever-changing world successfully requires on our ability to innovate and to adapt and to always look to the future and, and to be successful in that. And, and what we're seeing right now is, is a changing world that's fundamentally different to what it was, you know, at the beginning of, of January 2020. And the places in the world that will, that will prosper, the places that can adapt, without losing their values and without losing the things that make them who they are build on that and, and that that's my definition of innovation i think and that's why as we're, we're in the midst of this very challenging difficult time our ability to adapt move quickly be lean be, be smart and build on the values that we're all about as a place i think are fundamental and and, and never more important than now amen to that I'd like to always end on an up note. So there's a lot to yeah, keep us awake at night right now. <laughs> no, you're good. It's all it's all yeah. good. And it's reassuring to hear about the work that's going on. And I think other listeners will, will find that reassuring too. But um, I've asked everybody this question in one form or another. What one thing keeps you feeling optimistic for the future? Well, I just I hear the amazing stories of, of how people are, are supporting each other through this. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fundamentally believe in the country and, and this place pulling together to help each other and you can see it with all the stories you're hearing and it means that um that we're going to get through this this challenging time you know listening and talking to businesses bringing their own passion acumen smarts to bear on how they're, they're dealing with the challenge they're facing always gives me optimism and it, 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 i know that this is what what this region's about it's about our potential and uh, um, unlocking, uncorking that potential and driving that forward. So even in, in the challenging days of, of this crisis that we're going through, we hear nightly of, of the deaths. You can see that um, that people are mobilising and we will get through it and, and it will make us stronger and we'll be ready for the next challenge. 
You know, it's great to hear that you're number four out of five of these special edition of, of podcasts. And um, everybody has said something similar in terms of the, the community response has been amazing. And that's what's keeping them feeling heartened and able to move on and determined to do even more. There's no other choice. There's no other choice either. You know, come on, we've, we've got to go. That's what we do. We get up and we go. There's no other choice. We've got to, we've got to get you know, get our way through this. We've got to uh, pull together and we've got to get out the other side. That's what we do. And that's a great place to finish. Thanks, Alan. Really appreciate you chatting us through the critical work that you're leading for the group. Well, you can catch up with all Alan's latest news by following him on Twitter at Alan underscore Welby. And for more information of what we've talked about generally, please do visit the Northeast COVID-19 Economic Response Group page on the Northeast LEP website, and that's at www.nelep.co.uk. And you can find more useful information via the Northeast Growth Hub website, which also houses the call directory that Alan references. And that URL is www.northeastgrowthhub.co.uk. But I will add all these details into the show notes. But until next time, thank you, keep well and stay home. you for listening to my friends in the north with sarah waddington you can find sarah on twitter at mrs underscore wads or get involved with the podcast by emailing sarah at astute.work see you next time <laughs>